Hi, and welcome to The Countdown with Ian Farmer. The Countdown is your one-stop destination to all sports topics presented by yours truly. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast as well as following my journey as a sportscaster and sports insider. Stay tuned and have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Countdown. My name is Ian Farmer, and thank you for listening to The Countdown. On this Friday evening, it is Friday. The last weekend before Christmas is upon us. If you guys uh, listen to the intro, you can tell there's a couple new things about it. have a little introduction where I tell you guys what I present to you on this podcast. It's kind of like a mini trailer. And then I have some um, Christmas music with um, some fire crackling in the background, some firewood. I'm big on this time of the year. Between that and summer, it's very close for me. But this is definitely uh, one of my favorite times. It's not my, if not my favorite time of the year. But we have some things to talk about today: the Chargers and Chiefs, the last Thursday night game of the NFL season. We have the Andre Hopkins and T.J. Hawkinson is out for the season. Are the Lakers back? And my last but not least. Which is my predictions for college basketball Friday through Sunday and my NFL games this weekend. I just realized, actually it's not the last Thursday night game. We have uh, one more. One more? We have one more. But I just realized, I did not realize that the Patriots and Colts, Raiders and Browns this week and Browns, Packers, Colts, Cardinals play on Saturday Colts fans are kind of lucky you get a couple Saturday night Saturday night games. I've always been fond of the Saturday games that the NFL does. They don't always do them every year, but I'm glad I'm glad that they're kind of investing and kind of um, diving into that um, realm a little bit of having games on Saturday. It's just two games, one at 4:30, one at 8:15. But I'm gonna break everything down for you, NFL, NBA, and college basketball wise. Uh, right now, first, let's um, jump into the Chargers and Chiefs. First of all, there are three reasons why the Chargers lost this game last night. Number one was late defense. The defense was electric in the first half. They um, Stripping Patrick Mahomes, intercepting him in the red zone. They swarmed the offensive line. Patrick Mahomes had nowhere to go. And then in the end... It was 21 to 13. Touchdown Chiefs. 28 to 21. Touchdown Chiefs. In overtime. There were three defenders that should have tackled Travis Kelsey on that game-winning play. It didn't happen. He ran it all the way into the end zone. The defense early was good. And listen, you're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. I know you're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. There's two ways you stop the Chiefs offense. First first, um, reason, you do what the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl. Take advantage of their poor offensive line, which has gotten a lot better this season than last season. That's one way you can do it. 
And the second way, you just get lucky. Mahomes has a bad game. Chiefs offense uh, struggles. You just get lucky. But for the Chargers to let them come back like that and score three straight touchdowns on them can't happen in a division game, which you needed very badly. My second reason, final drive of regulation. The Chargers looked like they were going to win the game. They were nearing field goal range. There was a penalty. I forget what it was. I, I think it was eleven. Um, all 11 players wasn't set prior to the snap, but it was five yards. Um, that set them back from um, second and 10 to second and 15. Three, three incompletions. There was a punt. They were so close to getting into field goal range. And I think that really killed him because he could have got a field goal. There wasn't a whole lot of time left. It would have definitely put the game away. And number three is the home fans. Okay, the Chargers are in Los Angeles. They should have some decent fans. And I understand. Even a college football powerhouse like USC doesn't get a whole lot of recognition in in, um, L.A. around Southern California. And I know that the Rams are more likable in the L.A. market. I know the Lakers are definitely. I know the Clippers, since getting Kawhi and Paul George, are bigger in the, in the L.A. market. The Dodgers have a rich history. Chargers and Angels, and mo- usually the Clippers, when, they don't, when they're not very good, are all in that same category. And... Chargers are 4-4 four and four at, home, at home this season. To be 500 at home, that is not very good. You need to at least have a winning record at home. But those are the three reasons why I think the Chargers lost. I'm going to transition over to talking about the team that won the game, the Chiefs. Very impressive from the Chiefs. Mahomes and the offensive line had their struggles in the first half, and they showed how clutch they can be. People wonder where Travis Kelsey's been. I think Travis Kelsey's been hanging out in L.A., um, going to some games, going to some nightclubs, maybe um, headed over to Hell's Kitchen to get a meal from Gordon Ramsay. I think he's been chilling in Los Angeles waiting on this game. Kelsey had 191 yards, 10 receptions, and two touchdowns. Monster game. Those two touchdowns were the two biggest touchdowns, the two late touchdowns of the game, the one to tie it up to go in the overtime and the one to win the game in overtime. Mahomes had a monster game, 410 yards and three touchdowns. Um, As of right now, the Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC. Now the Patriots don't play until tomorrow. So technically, the only reason the Chiefs do have the number one seed is because they played more games. They played an extra game. But if the Colts can beat the – I'm going to talk about it in 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 my last but not least. If the Colts can upset the Patriots, Chiefs are going to be looking good to be the first seed because that was their toughest game left. They got Cincinnati. Cincinnati struck. Cincinnati just got blown out by the Chargers. And Kansas City just beat the Chargers. That tells you anything. They got the Broncos. They, they, they That defense killed Denver. Only scored nine points. Um, They also have the Steelers next week. That's a, that's a win. That's a win. And, yeah, that is the rest of the record. I think they're going to go 13-4, guys. I know how crazy that sounds, but is it, it? it's hard not to disagree with me, I feel like. Chiefs will be 13-4. and four. They will be the number one seed in the AFC. Congratulations to the Chiefs. As for the Chargers, though, 
they look like a divisional round team. Considering that they, they look like a Super Bowl team last night, considering the run the Chiefs have been on, I think six, seven straight wins. The Chargers have Chargers were very impressive, especially considering they controlled the first half. They controlled the entire game. The Chargers controlled that game. 110%. I really think the Chargers can be a contender next season. The Chargers remind me of the Cowboys a few seasons ago. They have a star quarterback. They have the offense. But they're just not there yet. They haven't met, met their peak yet. Um, the Cowboys, it, it was in 2018. 2018. Um... They played the Rams in the second round. Rams ended up, that's the year that the Rams played the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl. And they lost with like eight points. Like, you're so close, but you can just tell you don't have that extra spark to get there. I think that's what the Chargers need. Obviously, the personnel was very good. To win a Super Bowl, Chargers are going to need to add some personnel. But I think they're very good. Very good. D-Hop is out for the season. Now, this um, this killed me because I think DeAndre Hawkins is the best receiver in the uh, NFL. I think if you put him on the Packers, I think he'd do just as good as Devontae Adams. Huge blow for the Cardinals. I have always believed D-Hop to be the best receiver. And I think the Cardinals could have a little bit of trouble trying to grab that one seed back. However, however... I think the Cardinals' overall offense will be fine. You have Kyler Murray. James Conner, who stepped up as a running back. I've said it millions of times. Good receivers like Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, and A.J. Green. Yeah, the Cardinals not have the best receiving core in the NFL. Do they not? Chiefs and Buccaneers make an argument. Cardinals with D-Hop at amazing receiving core. And you also have Zach Ertz, who's a, um, a, I think he's a good tight end. I really think he's a good tight end. I think he still has a lot left in him. And I think he has a lot left in him for this season. The defense has shown they can play solid, at least without J.J. Watt. I think the Cardinals will be okay as long as they can get D-Hop back before the playoffs. I still think they can make a run to the NFC Championship game, maybe even the Super Bowl, if they can get DeAndre Hopkins back. We'll have to wait and see. But Cardinals fans, I think they'll be just fine. T.J. Hawkinson is out for the season. This is going to be quick. Who cares? Who cares that TJ Hawkinson is out for the season? TJ needs to use this opportunity to run out of Detroit. The Lions are still arguably the worst team in the NFL, and they don't do not deserve a top five tight end that Hawkinson is. I hope TJ has a fast and steady recovery. It is only his thumb. He had to have surgery on his thumb, so it's not a serious injury. He'll be back. He has to catch the ball with four fingers. He'll be back. Now nah, he should be fine. Um, but yeah, TJ, get out of Detroit. Thank you. Now let's talk about the Lakers. I'm going to drink a water real quick. You feel me? Oh, I feel good. <laughs> That's good water. Are the, are the Lakers back now? Let's not overreact on the Lakers. They beat a Mavericks team that's been struggling worse than them. Mavericks are 500. Lakers are the sixth seed in the West. Russ is still in trade talks. And 
Lakers are still dealing with COVID and will continue to battle with injuries throughout the season. No doubt in my mind about that. However, I do think they can gain some confidence and momentum to finish out December. The Lakers, like I said, still the sixth seed in the West. They're just outside the play-in tournament. Right now, they would play the Jazz. I'd like the, the, I would like LeBron's chances against the Jazz. I think the Jazz are a great team. I just like LeBron's chances against them. Um, and they now have a national, national bus surrounding them, which players like LeBron and AD are uh, perfectly used to. Russell Westbrook's used to it. A lot of these veteran players are used to it. They can handle it. If Austin Reeves, and I know he only hit the game winner. He scored 15 points, but he's only averaged five points per game on the season. I'm not overreacting to Austin Reeves because he could be he could be the 12th man by the end of the season. Well, we don't know a whole lot about him, that's what I'm saying. But if, if Austin Reeves can step up and be a great role player to this team and learn off these veteran players, then I think he could really help the Lakers. I think the Lakers could get completely, totally black back on track if Austin Reeves can play like he did last night. 15 points, that's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of additional points. A lot of additional points. Other than that, great win for the Lakers. Timberwolves tonight. Let's see how they play. Anthony Edwards did just go into COVID protocol, so you can't really judge them off that game. You can't really judge them off this because Maybe not their best player, but I would take Anthony Edwards over the Angelo Russell. Their second best player behind Carl Anthony Towns is out. So, however, the Lakers played the Bulls on Sunday. That's a test. Bulls have the better record. They have the Suns this Tuesday. That's the big one. Suns are 23-5, and tied for the best record in the league. Um with the Warriors, and then they had the Nets um, next Saturday. So, have to see how the Lakers play there. But last but not least, yes, this is my last but not least. Starting off with college basketball predictions. Tonight, the only ranked team that plays is Villanova. They play Creighton. Creighton is a great team. They've had some crucial wins. They played Iowa State pretty well. But Villanova knows they need wins. They need wins. They've lost to every they – they've played three top five teams. They've lost to them all. Villanova still has to improve quite a bit, I feel like. I think Villanova gets a big win over Creighton. In about two hours, actually, St. Bonaventure will play Virginia Tech. Now, Kyle Lofton is one of the most underrated players in the country. And St. Bonaventure losing him, that is a tremendous loss. However, Virginia Tech is 7-4. St. Bonaventure has to get a win. They've lost, they have two, three losses. They need a win. Because they don't play the best competition in conference play. They have to impress the committee to get into the tournament. So I think, and that's not the reason why I'm picking Virginia Tech is because St. Bonaventure has got to get into the tournament. I mean, we're in December for crying out loud. But all I'm saying is I think St. Bonaventure Knows they, need to, knows they need to get back on track, and I think they do to, um, today. And to round out tonight's game, St. Mary's and San Diego State University. I think St. Mary's is going to win. I don't know a whole lot about San Diego State. I know a little bit about St. Mary's. I watched them in Maui. 
They played great in Maui, going to the Maui championship, just barely losing to Wisconsin. I have St. Mary's over San Diego State. Now we move into Saturday. This is also where we move into some controversy. This is where we move into controversy. Kentucky and North Carolina, Ohio State and UCLA, both dealing with COVID protocols for the CBS Sports Classic. So now my, my Kentucky Wildcats will play the North Carolina Tar Heels. Our biggest rival in the Sports Classic. I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm going to take the Cats. Okay, and I, you guys can call me biased all you want. That's fine. That's fine. But listen, we lost to Notre Dame. These guys may be veterans. It may be John Kyle Perry's most experienced team, but they never played on the road together. Duke, Duke and Kentucky was a neutral site in Madison Square Garden. There was a lot. Most of most of the fans were Kentucky fans. Notre Dame had a lot of fans there last Saturday night. A lot of fans there. And I think Kentucky is the better team. I think Caleb Love is great. Caleb Love, Love is so underrated for North Carolina. 16, 16 points per game this season, playing great. But I think Kentucky beats North Carolina on Saturday. Gonzaga and Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech's team, and I hate that they're going to be dropped out of the rankings after this loss. But, guys, Gonzaga is going to get – they're going to win. Gonzaga is winning this game probably in pretty quick fashion, Some probably in dramatic fashion. I think Gonzaga is angry right now because, let's be honest, last few seasons – Gonzaga has been the best well-known team in college basketball. They were number one to start off the season, and and last year, number one in the tournament. They lost to Baylor in the championship. Gonzaga is angry right now. Mark Few wants to win games. You have a ranked team here. Picture it like this. Gonzaga is the predator, and Texas Tech is the prey. But Texas Tech is a very convincing prey. They have a lot of meat on their bones. I know that's a weird analogy. They got a lot of meat on their bones. Gonzaga gets to eat. And I think Gonzaga is going to take advantage of playing a ranked team, and they're going to squash Texas Tech. USC and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is not a bad team. They're the best 5-4 and four team I've seen maybe in years. They play so much competition. Georgia Tech has played competition. But I think USC is undefeated. USC, Isaiah Mobley, one of the most underrated players in the country. I'm going to take USC big. UConn and Providence, the most underrated game of the weekend. Um, I think Providence should be ranked 9-1. I think they're 10-1 now. Providence should be ranked, no doubt about it. But I'm going to have to take UConn. UConn is coming off a bad loss to West Virginia, a game they should not have lost by any means. I like UConn in this game in a tight one. I think it's one of the I think it might be the best game of the weekend, really. Memphis and Tennessee. Now, this is interesting. Tennessee, the number 18 ranked team in the country. Memphis coming off a really bad stretch and then upsetting a top 10 team in Alabama. They are a weird team. Um, and even when even with the Alabama win, Amoni Bates did not play good at all. I remember like towards the um halfway through the second half, he's like one of six, one of seven. He did not play good, but Jalen Duran is playing good. Memphis has some players stepping up. And yes, I'm gonna take Memphis to beat Tennessee. 
Let's move on to NFL. Starting off with Saturday, the early game at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Raiders and Browns. The Browns have probably the worst COVID situation in the league. The Raiders don't have Darren Waller, but the Raiders are going to get this win. And I think it says a lot about the playoffs because don't question it. AFC is still a tight race. It's still a tight race, especially at the very bottom. Six and seven. Who knows who can get that, to be honest. Um, and I think this one of those games that both teams look go into this game saying, hey, if we had the same record as the as as let's, you know, the Raiders, if they if we had the same record as the Browns, we're gonna have to look they're the committee is gonna look back at this game. Because head-to-head factors always come first. I think the Raiders will beat the Browns. I think the Raiders will go into Cleveland and squash the COVID Browns. Colts and Pats. This is my game of the week. This is my game of the week. No question about it. Ravens and Packers make a strong argument because we'll talk about it in a minute. But Colts and Patriots, the primetime game on Saturday. I'm going to take... The Indianapolis Colts to beat the New England Patriots. You know, it all makes sense. Kansas City struggled to begin the season. Patriots were on a roll. Chiefs come back, take over the number one seed. And I also think the Colts, no, you guys remember I talked about it. You guys remember I talked about this a little while ago. Because you guys know I'm big on the Colts. I think the Colts have had one of the tougher, if maybe not the toughest, if it wasn't for the division, the toughest schedule in the NFL this season. Best 7-6 team I see. I said the Patriot or the Colts have some games here. They're going to beat the Texans. They beat the Texans 31 to nothing. They're going to beat the Jaguars at the end of the season. I said they got the Colt, uh, the Cardinals, Raiders, and Patriots. I said they have to win one of those games to at least have nine wins to be above 500 to make the playoffs. They want it right now. They don't want a whole lot of pressure. They want this win right now. It's at Indianapolis. I like Indianapolis. Indi- Indianapolis's chances. That's a hard word to say. I'm taking the Colts. Game of the week. Bills and Panthers, let's not get into it. The Bills are going to stomp my Panthers. The Bills need the win. We don't even need the win. The Panthers need a high draft pick again. We need to figure out a quarterback situation. By the way, I don't think Cam's played that bad. I mean, 65% are better in two of his uh, three games. But let's be honest, Cam might not be there next season. I like Kenny Pickett, but we're not going to get into that. Mott draft is coming uh, next Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. But nevertheless, Bills over Panthers. Big. Cardinals and Lions. Once again, why do I need to get into it? The Cardinals are going to blow out the Lions. I actually looked at I actually looked at this game for like five seconds, and I was like, "Could they be upset?" No. Um, Lions got their got their win. The Lions getting the number one seed, I think, is actually very crucial for them. I think getting Aiden Hutchinson or Kevin Thibodeau, whichever prospect they like better, would be huge for their defense and their defensive line. So I think the Cardinals beat the Lions. Dolphins and Jets. Now, the Dolphins have been on a roll, killing the Giants. I think the Giants are a little bit better than the Jets, to be honest. So, um, 
It's no question for me. I think the Dolphins know they need wins right now, and I think they're going to beat the Jets. Cowboys and Giants. There's a lot of games that I think are going to be blowouts. I could be way wrong. I think there's potential that some of these underdog teams could really fight. But the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants. Giants have already clinched a losing record for the fifth straight season. The Cowboys um, are probably going to win the division, but they have to win these games. They have to win these easy games just to assure it to get the division over Washington. So Cowboys beat the Giants. Now here's a fun game. It's also in the NFC East. It is the Eagles and Washington football team. Now, by the way, I, I'm over here saying the Cowboys need to watch out for Washington. They need to watch out for Philadelphia. I got Philadelphia winning this game. I have the Eagles beating the Washington football team. Listen, guys, it's at Philadelphia, first of all. Washington is great. But I think the Eagles have a better chance to make the playoffs. I really do. Um, the Eagles got Washington. Then they got the Giants. Then they got the Washington again. Then they got the Cowboys. They win three of those games, they'll be 9-8. and eight. I'm not saying they will, but I think it's somewhat promising. So I'm taking the Eagles to win this game. Titans and Steelers, I almost picked this game to be my upset pick of the week. But that did not happen. I think the Titans are going to beat the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are a very good team. This is Big Ben's last season with the Steelers. I'm going to take the Titans to win against the Steelers. We'll say by about mm, 16. Jaguars and Texans. Okay. This game will be close. The battle of the 2-11s. and 11s, Okay. I think the Jaguars are going to beat the Texans. I think. Um, the Texans beat the Jaguars in the opener at the, at the beginning of the season. I think that the Jaguars are going to win. I think Trevor Lawrence has a big game. Jaguars just got off the firing of Urban Meyer. I don't think there's a whole lot of drama. I think there's a lot of joy. I think the Jaguars are happy. We're going to get to see how the Jaguars or how Trevor Lawrence plays with the new ter- um, coach. So I'm going to take. The Jaguars. By a field goal. That'll be, that'll, that'll be the field goal this week. Field goal game winner by the Jags. Okay, I'm going to give you a little spoiler. I have two upset picks this week, and one of them is right now. The Ravens over the Packers. Now, this is one I don't feel a whole um, super confident about, but something I didn't realize, I've been beating on the Ravens for their injuries and Lamar Jackson's play. But the Ravens actually have one of the best res on defenses, a top five defense. Their defense is this good without Marlon Humphrey and Malcolm Jenkins. I think they know they need to win. I think Cincinnati is coming. I think the Browns still have somewhat of a chance. The Ravens are 8-5. They do not want to be 8-6. I think the Ravens, I, I mean, I know. The Ravens play at home, and I think they get a huge win, their biggest win of the season over Green Bay. 49ers and Falcons, once again, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get that much into it, guys. 49ers are in the playoffs right now. I think the 49ers will make the playoffs. I don't think the Falcons are going to at all. So the 49ers are going to blow out the Falcons. Rams and Seahawks. Now, this is a big betting game because the Rams, 
they haven't got destroyed with COVID, but they've got uh, they've they've got a couple jabs. Um, with um, they they had they've had they've had to take a couple jabs from COVID, but I just don't think the Seahawks are going to beat the Rams. The Rams just came off their biggest win of the season. I think the Rams keep rolling and they're going to beat Seattle. Bucks and Saints, the Sunday night football game this week. The Saints beat them earlier in the season. Trevor Simeon is no longer a god. Taysom Hill definitely isn't a god. Buccaneers at home absolutely crush the Saints. And for my second upset of the week, yes, the Vikings have struggled. They lost to excuse me. They lost to the Cleveland Browns of the season. The old um old 0 and 16 Browns. I think the Lions are that team this year. Um, and the loss to the Lions, I don't think they have a whole lot of confidence after that game. I think it definitely um, derailed some of their um, hopes for the season. And I think the Bears with Justin Fields get a huge win on Monday Night Football over the Vikings. Guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy listening to the countdown. You guys know I always love doing it for you. I'll see you guys next week, Monday and Wednesday. Friday is Christmas Eve. I'm big on Christmas. Like I said, I have a lot of tradition for Christmas, so I'm going to take Friday off, guys. But you guys know how much I love you, and you know that the week after Christmas, it'll be back to three, four days a week, but just two days next week, Monday and Wednesday. I love you guys. I can't wait to see you then. Um, And, yeah, talk to you guys then. Peace.